get started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip-hop means everything to me. It's, it's my culture. Huh. Crazy, man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Bass. You know. I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. Bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, one, two. Check, check, check. T-O-N-Y, a.k.a. Twin City Tone. You are now listening to Sports... Dr- oh, no. No longer the SDE podcast. It is now the Twin City Tone podcast. And uh, I have a very special guest sitting in here with me right now. Goes by the name of Kush Picasso. Round of applause in the studio for my man, Kush Picasso. Thank what's, you, Tom. What's good, bro? Chilling, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Happy well, to have you here, man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. I've been no, wanting man. to come on the podcast for a minute ever since I kind of like heard... Some of the other episodes and saw what you were doing. Yeah, you know I'm a big fan of podcasts, so Word. to be in here was was cool. You know what I mean? No, it's dope, man. And I I felt it was only right to have you on the very first episode. Not the very first. This is actually the fourth episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's the first with the new name, the relaunch, the relaunch. Yeah, because you know I was doing the sports, drugs, and entertainment, but then you were the one that actually sparked the name change. Mm-hmm. You know, because you said, you know, anybody could do a, a sports, drugs, and entertainment podcast. Mm-hmm. Anybody could call their podcast that. You know, maybe you should put something more, like, with your name in it, more brand-specific. So I thought about it a little while, and I said, like, you know what? Kush is right. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to That's do such that. a rare thing that's said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Kush is right. So, yeah, so Twin City Tone Podcast. I can think of another podcast just off top that I know that's like the S- SDR, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, which is even more. You had taken it, played with it a little bit. Yeah. But just off top, I can think Pause. of one that's so similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? With that lifestyle right. shit. So, yeah, I thought that something that was more unique to yep. Twin City Tone yep. and what you got going on and stuff would be a good look for you. So Word. No, no, no. I appreciate it, man. So, yeah, so here we are, man. Um, <clears throat> Before we get started... um. I got to give a shout out to newnativehiphop.com. Make sure you check out newnativehiphop.com for all your, you know, video needs, audio needs, just hip-hop news, keep you afloat with what's going on. So make sure you check out newnativehiphop.com. Definitely fuck with them. Kush, where can they reach you, man, if they want to holler at you online? Yeah, best place to reach me is uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Kush Picasso. Kush like the weed, Picasso like the artist. It's easy. (laughs) Um, I got a little personal account on Facebook. If you know me, you can catch me on there. Uh, Snapchat. I think I'm Chris Picasso 88. But the Snapchat is lit. It's worth it. If you can rewind it and catch the name and watch my story once in a while. I got yeah. some cool little things on there. Word. I got a blog um, that I have designed and layout, but I have, I'm working to get content on there. Mm-hmm. That's called Observations from the Inside. Okay. Because I feel like I'm a little bit of an insider, and I'm not – Somebody that's, I'm more of a sit back and observe type dude and, and watch what's going on and stuff. So that's that's why I came up with the name for that blog. And I want to co- post like cool pictures of just like backstage, a sound set. Like this is what's going on, you yeah. know, here. And, and here's what goes on behind the scenes at Go Radio. And shit like that. So yeah, that's, 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 um, what is that? Uh, observations from the inside dot tumblr.com. You okay. Can find me over there. I want to have that up soon. Where? So you haven't launched that yet, but it's on the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. But I have all the design work done for it. You know, the banner up top is done. Yeah. I did this cool collage with just like everything I feel like describes me. 
Yeah. You know, just a whole bunch of shit that I like and so. Word, whatever. that's cool. Yeah, something. Yo, what did you say your Snapchat is again? Chris Picasso 88. Chris Yo, Chris Picasso wasn't available? All the way taken. Yo, you would be surprised. Like, there's who takes that? That's yo. If you go on, if you go on Twitter, there's like, there's like real Kush Picasso. There's like, <laughs> there's like Kush Picasso '88. There's all types of Kush Picassos. Word. Yes. I had no idea. Uh-huh. So like, when this new social media pops up, I try to jump on, even if it's not like taken off right away. I try to just download on my phone and register my name. Just so nobody can take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I've thought about changing my Twitter name. Even, but it's like, nah, nah. If that's so coveted. Like, I'm gonna hold on to it. Nah, I wouldn't change it. Why would you change it? Because, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. like, I used to be stoned all the time, mm-hmm. nonstop. Like, I always had, like, a little blunt in the car or a pinchy, something keeping me going, like, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. Yeah. And just over the last few years as I've gotten older, I'm more of just, like, a privacy my own home, like, before I go to bed type dude. Word. Or, you know, or af- just after work, you know what I mean? If I get home at 3 or 4 in the afternoon, I'm ready to go in then. But mm-hmm. I never do it before work. I never do it before I come after this have to come to the station because yep. I like to it just it's evolved for me when I was younger I didn't have any problem being in public and stuff and now it's just not as much fun for me the the high has changed mm. for, for me and not necessarily in a bad way yeah but I just have to I just enjoy it in a different way now wow. and um so I, um for a while I considered like like on Twitter you know how like above your Twitter name you can like have your other name yeah you know some people will like put their real name mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, for a long time, I had it. Kush was that, right? Yeah. So, everybody in the scene started calling me Kush. Right. That's fine. That's cool. That's a cool name. Yeah. And I felt like that represented me. And at a certain time, like, I've never been one of those dudes where it's like, oh, yeah, bro, I'll smoke you under the table, man. Line up 30 blunts. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this, man. I'll smoke anybody. Yeah. I smoke from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. Let's go. Right. I've never been that dude. Yeah. And so, like, it kind of just evolved for me as I got older, and I changed my thing from Kush to Chris. Chris, yeah. And I felt more like Chris. Like, when I was 18, and, and some cats used to know me as, like, CJ or DJ CJ. Yeah. I started that because when I went to B96, that's when I became CJ. So I felt like the name Chris was mad corny and mad white, and people wouldn't <laughs> fuck with me on that. You are white. Right. But that's a very... that's a very <laughs> Point taken. T- tip, like, most of the time, a white a white name. There are, it, I don't it gets think around. so. Chris kind of... Chris, I think there's Chris not a ton of black dudes. There's not a ton of black dudes or Mexican nah, dudes Nah, I know Chris. a lot of black dudes named Chris. No. I do. No, no, I do. All right, specifically, Bro. go. One, two, three. What do you got? I, I'd say at least ten. No, shut the fuck up. Word, man. <laughs> anyway, Word. All right, but at my at my in my life experience, I don't know a lot of other races. Nah, I, don't, I think Chris is like experience. Chris is like I'm Michael saying in my experience, or like Nick, or like, you know what I mean. Like I think it can go like that trend. There's not a race. ton of black Nicks though. I know a few, man. <laughs> go ahead though, man. Go ahead. <laughs> so when I went to B96 <laughs> at the time, you know, being 18, that was my mind. My my thought, you know what I mean? Is that yeah. like I'll do I'll do this. I have this DJ CJ brand going. Let's just keep going. I'll be CJ. Okay. And then it kind of evolved. I felt like DJ CJ was corny just because of the the just like four letters. Rhymes. I'm sorry. Because it rhymes. Mm-hmm. It rhymes. What? And Mujah told me one time, he's like, Yeah, CJ the DJ, that name is tight. You should change it to CJ the DJ. Like switch it like that. Yeah. And so I was like, well, Muja thinks, but no, I didn't do that. Right. But then I became Kush, and I was like working with Mike the Martyr Heavy, and a lot, like everybody in the scene started calling me Kush. And then just, and I, as I kind of like stopped working with Mike as much, and just kind of grew, just getting older and stuff too. You evolved. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I feel more comfortable, and, and like the reality is, and who I am, whether I like it or not, is Chris, and Word. and I'm cool with that. I've kind of grown into it. And it feels good. Good. So good, man. My brother's name is Nick too. I just thought of that. So mm. shout out my brother Nick. What up, Nick? What up, Nick? Nick. But um, nah, that's what's up, man. All right, all right. So that's what it is. So um, I mean, for the people that don't know you, first of all, and uh, just for the record, so Kush and I, I'm sorry, Chris and I. We just had some food over at Pizza Luce, had a few drinks, and uh, man, crazy stories. We had a great conversation over there, which could have actually been like the podcast. It could have been the podcast. I kept telling, tell like, I should save this. Like, I should just shut up, eat my food, and That's save this for the like, podcast. Yo, don't talk to me for the rest of the time we're sitting <laughs> at this bar. Just drink your beer, and then we'll talk when we get to, to the podcast. But it's all good. But, um, so like, uh, you know, so you used to DJ. Now, I, I know Pete, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm was a big influence on you, mm-hmm. right? The so, biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of talk, like, take us back and kind of talk about, like, how you first met him, linked with him, and the influence he's had on you, and, and it just, you know, bring people up to speed. I used to listen to Pete on the radio in, like, 2006. Yeah. And I was just a big fan. I could uh, um, I could just s- smell something differently coming from him, from, like, other personalities. I could just f- feel the real, the real coming from him. Yeah, the culture, article. the genuine article, yes, yeah, as, as he would say, mm-hmm. yeah. Word. And so I just gravitated towards that. And when I was about like eighteen, I was walking around the state fair with my mom, and he he was on the air, and he was you know out, yep. shaking hands and kissing babies, yeah, politicking and, and campaigning, I should say. Mm-hmm. And quick yeah. side, quick sidebar. One time we were on the air at the state fair, and Pete's like, "Yeah, you know it is Pete Parker, B ninety six, doing his whole spiel." He goes, "We out here shaking babies, kissing hands. Come out here, say what's up. <laughs> Let's go." And he puts the mic away. And I go, "You know what you just said?" And he goes, "He he he had like not even known that he that he flipped them." Yeah. And he was like, "You lying to me, dog." And I was like, "Yo, I swear to God, you just said you're out here at the state fair shaking babies, dog." <laughs> and so I, so I met him with my mother. And um, he was real receptive, and he um, remembered me from calling in a little bit. Okay. He goes, hold on a second. And he goes in, in the booth, and he comes back with two mixtapes, Grind Season Radio 1 and Grind Season Radio 2. Yeah, I remember Hosted by, like, Method Man and Saigon. Yeah. yeah classic yeah, yeah. mixtapes. Right. And so I, so I like, talked to those. Was Dead Eye on those two with them? Yes. Whoa, shout yes. out to Dead Eye. Shout out to yes. whole ST, man. Yeah, term, what up, Term? Easy Auto. That good... Good dad gang, all that. Good dad gang, word. Yo, like, the movement is kind of going. The movement is major. Like, you see all these dudes, they're getting tattoos. Wow. The good There's like 25 of them now because he posts them every time it happens. They're, yeah. up, they're in the 20s somewhere, 22, 23, wow. 24. It's a lot of, lot of it's That's a major cool. movement. That's cool. Real positive, too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something. Something that, that gets overlooked a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But go ahead, though. And so those, those two tapes became, like, set in stone for me. Yeah. That was a big, big deal, and I really inhaled those tapes and, and stuff and I it inspired me to start making my own tapes and they were not anywhere near the level that his stuff was but I was inspired and I was like regurgitating it in my own way and doing my best Peter Parker impression. Were and um And you would you would DJ CJ at that point? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. The DJ CJ name came from I used to hang out with some friends and we would sit around and watch sports and play video games and stuff and smoke a ton of pot. And my one friend, he used to have, like, his music always on shuffle. Yeah. He had, like, a huge catalog and it would be on shuffle. Right. And he used to always pass the remote to me because he just, 
he had it in his head that like when I had the remote and when I was doing the shuffle, it always just came up good. Yeah. And so he started just passing me the remote and be like, DJ CJ, you on the clock, man. <laughs> Let's go. Like it's your turn to you you handle the music for Word. us. Yeah, and that's yeah, kind of yeah. how it started. Cool, cool, cool. And so I I really so I started doing my own own things and I started this mixtape series called On the On the Clock Volume One, Two, and Three. Okay. Based on that that whole shit and it kind of worked. You know, like I'm working doing my thing on the clock. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I I I. Like, I remember I was working at a gas station when I was, like, 19, about a year after I had met Pete. And I was in the back, and the other person I was working with had gone, like, home for the night or they were on break or something. Yep. And I called in the radio station, and I remember leaning against this sink in the back. Like, I was supposed to be washing some dishes or some some platters or something there, right? In the gas station? Yeah, because, like, the, the donuts would be on there. You know, yeah, like, the, right? Okay. Yep, yep. And so I remember calling into the station, and I remember when it, when when when... Pete would answer. It always be like this, like, Psh, yep, go, uh, not not go radio. It'd be, Psh, yep, be ninety six. Yeah, and it and like boom, it's like and then, so it's like this like rush of adrenaline. It's like boom, okay, you're on. Like you know what I mean? You're, you got him. Yeah. And I remember just just talking to him one night and being on the phone with him for like a half hour. What? And I remember hearing this lady in the front being like, like knocking, hello, is anybody working here? Like, and me just being like, just waving her off and being like, nope, this is more important. Like, I'm not even <laughs> acknowledge it going out. I was like kind of tucked in the back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not even acknowledging, like, this is way more important. I'm going to just talk to Pete. And so I just kept annoying him and pestering him. He used to like hang up on me, you know, and I used to, he used to call me the cliche king. And I would call in and he would let me intro songs over the phone. What? And he would be like, okay, it's the song is um, uh, Ray J and, um, Youngberg, sexy can I? You got 15 seconds. Go, all right. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know what it is. It's going down. It's DJ CJ. It's B96. We are hip hop. I'm going all the way in. You know, nothing but cliches. Yeah. Not, not really speaking, <laughs> just saying things that I had heard right. before. Right, right, right. And and then he would be, and then like he he would edit it up so much to so be like, eh, enough of that, and hang hang up on me and make fun of me, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And that and that was cool. And this was after you met him at the fair? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so, well. like, over, like, a year or so, I would just call him once in a while and pretty much just bother him, yeah. you know? And and but he, after a while, he kind of started opening up and seeing that, like, I was fucking with him and keeping up with the movement yeah. and stuff. And I was inspired. He had this kid on at the time who's, um, his name was uh, Young Rello at the time. Okay, right? okay. And so, um... <laughs> But he was, but but he was a dude that he had gone to college, graduated from college with a really nice degree, yeah. and then wanted to become a DJ. And he went over, I believe it was Big Reese's house. Okay. And like Big Reese used to let him come and get busy on his tables. It might have been Brother Jules. Maybe it was Brother Jules. Okay. And Rello learned how to DJ from nothing to radio ready in like I don't know six months or so, a wow. very short yeah. period of time to get to radio ready. Wow. Right. Yeah. And so. Shouts to all those old B96 Beatmasters, man. You guys really inspired me. Word. But he used to um, let Rello come over, and Rello would be doing, like, eight, nine-hour sessions. And, like, wow. that's how he did it, is he yeah. would just stay there because Brother Jules had all the records, all the cleans, everything ready to go. Yeah. He just needed to put the time in. Right. So I was really inspired by that. Like, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. And Pete had this, uh, um, it was some version of, like, the what he has now, like, the drive-time mix. Okay. You know, it was, like, a nightly mix, and Rello was, Rello was doing it. And I was really ins- inspired by that, and so you know we just kept building, 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 and I and um I hit up my man, and I kind of started to get to know Zeke and stuff. And Shout out to Zeke. Yeah, Zeke the Freak, that's my man. Word. And good, good dude. 
All respect, dude. Praise Allah. <laughs> and uh, Zeke's the plug, man. Yeah. And um, and so I hit Zeke one day, and I was like, Zeke, how can I, how can I get involved? How, how can I, you know, do this? And Zeke was like, Oh, just come down and fill out an application. So the next day, I came down to B96, and I, I spoke to Faye, who used to run the front desk and was like an assistant um, promotions manager. Yep. And she now lives in Atlanta. Okay. Intelligent, interesting lady that I still keep in contact with very very ill she's one of those people that like on Facebook like types how she talks like with the capitals like you know what I mean like yeah. and stuff like that yeah, yeah, and I yeah. can hear her talking when I um read her stuff Word. and so and, and so I came down I was like yeah Zeke told me that all I needed to do was fill out an ap- application she's like Zeke doesn't know what he's talking about she's like there's there's no application she's like we're having <laughs> an intern meeting tomorrow for the summer at 4 p.m can you be here and I was like yes I can so the next day, I came back at 4 o'clock, yeah. and we all went around, and we had this meeting, and, we, and it was about to be like the summer internship promotions thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Pete knew I wanted to be involved and stuff, and so he pulled me into the green room after the meeting, and he goes, if you want to if you want to get, get with the movement, and he's like, if you want to contribute and work, this is how you do it. He's like, you got to become an all-star for the promotions department. When the promotions department tells me that you're an all-star, you can come work on my show. I said, right. okay, cool. Yeah. So that whole summer, I did every event I could, you know, weekdays, weekends, you know, um, like um, June Juneteenth parade, Raspberry Yo, Days. You were at Juneteenth? Yes, I was. <laughs> they they had an event, so your man was there. <laughs> All right. Your man was there with, with sensitivity in hand. Right. Um, raspberry Days, Lumberjack Days, State Fair, yep. everything, you know what I mean? All yeah. summer. Yeah. And then, like, the end of the summer, fall, I'd come back from an event one day. Yeah. And it was around evening. Yeah. And and Pete and Miss Shannon had been uh Miss Shannon who's on the air at, at Go 96 now. She used to be the promotions like director at B96. Okay. She's an amazing lady, amazing stand up. Yeah, she's cool. I just actually mm-hmm. met her for the first time like last week. Yeah, good Super people. Super cool, great good vibe. Good people. Yeah, 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 she's cool. You can rock with her. Well, no doubt. And she's a, she's actually uh very funny stand-up comedian. That's what I hear. I've been to I've been to see other headliners that I wanted to see on my own. Yeah. And she opened for them, and uh-huh. I was like pleasantly surprised. And and even if I didn't know her, I would have enjoyed her set. Cool, cool. And so her, her and Pete just happened to be talking one day, and, and he comes up to me, and he goes, um, "I heard you've been doing a good job in the promotions department. You're ready for the next step. You want to stay and work on the show tonight?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And then I never I never left. I never missed the show when he when he was on for the next two years until B ninety six switched over to um uh now it was called I, I believe and they kind of went uh, with a pop vibe yep, yep. and they and Pete went his separate ways I went with him yeah. that's that's why I left and I went and I I got a full time gig and I still have that gig now you know what I mean that was okay. six years ago yeah and so now that I'm back you know working for the pole lads and working with this whole machine here. Yep. I've only had one job in between. Yeah. So, Word. so that was that's kind of like how I initially got in the movement. I've been lucky enough to like travel all over the country with Pete. We've gone to like, you know, New York City, yep. Boston a couple times, yep. Vegas and been able to move around and, you know, uh, when I reflect and think about it, a lot of the best experiences in my life and the best opportunities in my life have come because of Pete. No doubt. I and, can say the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Like, he looks out. Yes. Sum it up. I mean, he looks out. If you're loyal if you're loyal to him and um, 
and you work hard for him and you sacrifice things in your own life to make things happen for the team, anytime he can ever take care of you, he will, and he'll share what he has with you. And, um, you know, I certainly feel like it's been worth it. Word. Good dude, man. Good dude. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Shout out, shout out to Pete, man. Mr. Peter Parker on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, if you don't know, if you don't know Pete's an interesting cat because he can vibe in a lot of different scenes. You know, he can do he's he's auditioned at MTV. He's done pop radio. He's done, you know, a lot of mainstream yep. shit. Yeah. But then he also like we're a sound set yesterday. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. The yeah. whole sound set recap. But go ahead. And he's he's pointing out some of the dudes that like I've I've heard of and I'm familiar with, but I don't know them by face. Like Pete's like He's like, yeah, that's C. Ray's walls right there. I'm like, I, I would have never. I know who C. Ray's walls is, and I'm familiar. Yeah, but I would have right. never recognized him like that. Or he's like, oh, that's DJ Marley Mar. And like, of course, I'm familiar, but I, I don't. I can't really pick him out. Yeah. You know, right? When when there's fifty thousand people, it sounds like I'm not like you know when right. he's just in the crowd, not on stage or something. You know, yeah. so Pete is a, is a true, true, true hip hop head 100%. that that really knows shit. Right and. And he is a fucking certified OG, and he should be treated as such, my man. Don't ever forget the work that he's put in. Put some respect on it, man. Man, put some respect <laughs> on it. Well said, man. Well said, for sure, man. So, I mean, in in addition, so in regards to the DJ, and obviously, like you said, you dropped the DJ CJ thing. Yeah. You still DJ? I mean, you still nice on those tables or what? Yeah, that's that's a that's a skill that. It, it's it's almost like not quite like riding a bike. It's more like basketball, where it's not like the minute you jump back on, you're nice again. Mm-hmm. But if you but if you never forget what you know and you put in your work, then it'll it'll come back to you and you always got it. Right. So like I might take you know I have two technique vinyl turntables and a nice rain top of the line mixer, yeah. and I keep it set up in my house. Yeah. And I like I like to get on like with my girl and just play some music and just kind of vibe out and smoke and just like hang out with her and and do that like i worked really closely with with mike the martyr for a few years yep. and we were doing like one two sometimes three shows every week Word. for like it was at least a year year and a half two years ish you know what i mean and and when you're a dj it's real easy not saying mike was like this but it's real easy in general for rappers to just show up and grab the mic and be like what's up when you're the DJ, yeah. you're the first one there. You're the last one to leave. Yeah. You halt. You you pack up your gear at the crib, load it in your car, drive to the venue, find somewhere to park, carry your shit inside, find the fucking sound guy, build with him, set up your shit, find a table, get it all set up, sound check, play the whole show. There's always some dude that be like, "Yo, will you spin my set for you," and you're like, "I don't know who the fuck you are," because <laughs> they because they don't have a DJ because they can't get somebody to come work with them. Right. You play the whole show. You tear down your set, load it back to your car, drive home, load it back in the house, set it back up so you can play the next day. Wow. Cry, 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 bitch and moan. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't have what it's you know what I mean what it takes to be a DJ or some shit. But that's yeah. a lot of fucking work, man. Like Word. it really is, dude. A lot goes into it, man. And, and that's what I mean. It's like a rapper just shows up and grabs the mic. And some rappers are are great, and they understand, and they help the DJ. I know, like, Sean Anonymous and some of the dudes from Doomtree. The DJs don't carry the shit. Everybody carries something. It's everybody's equipment, because without the DJ, there's no show. Wow, that's real. And so that wasn't the only thing that, like, pushed me away from it. But that that's a big part of it, you yeah. know? Trying to find out, like, who's who's running soundcheck tonight? What time is soundcheck? What time does the show start? Like, just that shit, and sometimes in an unorganized scene, 
it just gets it's fr- fucking frustrating after a while, man. Understandable, you know? man. One hundred percent. You're getting no money. Yeah. You you're promised money, and then at the end of the night, dudes will come up to you and be like, "Yeah, man, I lost my ass on this show. I gotta I gotta pay you half." And me, like, I'm not somebody that's gonna just square up and be like, "Let's throw bows over this." You know, right. That's not me. Right. You know, I, that's, so it's like, oh, all right, man. Like, all right, like. Karma comes back around and, and things come back around and that's how you're gonna treat me this time. I'll remember that and act accordingly in the future. Yeah. But and and also too, just kind of the I, I was telling you about this the other night. Like sometimes the shows just get played out to me and stuff with with a little bit of Snapchat and stuff like that. It's more about sometimes I feel like it shows it's more about people like trying to make it look like a oh. popping thing yeah. than actually enjoying yourself and your friends and just having a fun time. Like I never went out in like the '90s and stuff before phones, but I bet there was some really fun, cool times in bars and clubs and stuff back then. When it wasn't like trying to show everybody that's not there how popping this is, you're yeah. just there enjoying it with who is there. Right, right. It almost feels more like a job, you know what I mean? Like in addition, like if you're working, like let's say you DJ, right? You get you're getting paid, or, or you're hosting, or you're rapping, for example. Like it's your job to be there. But it's like there's almost like a second job. Like you feel obligated to like hop on Snapchat and show people like, yo, this is what I'm doing or, or post something on Instagram or even tweet about it. I find, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I find myself doing that. Instead of, of just enjoying the moment, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, where's my where's my phone? Hold on. Let me I got it. I mean, shit, we were just at the at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to eat. I was like, "Oh, hold on, let me let me Snapchat this." Yeah. And I, I I take a flick of my beer and my. my you want to you want to show everybody that's not there. Yeah. Right. Like you're with one person. How many other people do you know? Maybe you want to share it with them. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's weird, man. Like I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I remember going out before. We were, we weren't even on some braggadocious shit, Darren. You were just. No, nah, I was just like, here I'm having a Heineken and, the, and a vegan meatball cheese sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. This is it wasn't what I mean. like we. It wasn't like we had like bottles of Cristal at dinner nah, or some nah, shit. Nah, it was some braggadocious shit. Like no. So that you was know. just sorry. I, that was nah. just something what? that got kind of like played out to me with with the scene. It was just noticing that and like yeah. People want to show people at their day job. Uh, you know, like I remember it even when I was DJing, I'd be like, yeah, I'm playing a show at Caboose tonight, and people people in my non hip hop part of my life like oh wow you he must have made it you know <laughs> and really it's like i'm there for five hours making a 20 dollar bill and it's yeah. not popping yeah you know what i mean right right and, right. and so it's easy to put it online and, be, and you know make make the crowd look kind of big and make make man we had a show at, at caboose on a friday night you know the history of you know right and it and it's just just got old to me. It just got old to me. So you think you you're done, like are you you think you'll ever get back into it like like getting out there like that? Or you you kind of cool like been there done there. You're good. That kind of was like a chapter of my life, and I'm happy that I did it. And I st- I still dabble in it, you know, and stuff. I still get on at home and rock, and and it, like if D Mill has his uh, shit set up in the studio, I'll get on it for a minute. And I'm always listening. Like I I board up at Go Radio, and I do a lot of mix work and stuff and, and so I'm always listening and, and interested in and stuff but nah I don't I don't really see myself doing that. It, it's a different culture now too. Like it evolved so quickly because like I was raised not raised, but I was taught by Pete how to DJ and stuff and, and he's like a traditional you know like two techniques, vinyl, like you know, we 
he taught me in a time where it was it was borderline that you could you should even be using Serato. Right. Like like on some like rock Raider shit. Yeah. Like I've heard D, like old school DJs say that Serato is cheating just at the very basis that you can set cue points and you don't have to like you don't have to cue it up in your headphone and right. listen for it or like put little pieces of tape on that. Yeah. Totally aside from the fact that you're you're not purchasing vinyl, right. you're not carrying the vinyl in, right. you're not buying doubles of everything, you, you know, you're not the the fact that it's much easier to scratch and that the needle grabs the Serato vinyl in a in a totally different way than it does a a true piece yep. of music vinyl and right. stuff. And so to come as far as we've gotten where these kids are in the club with these controllers and shit and they're pushing buttons and they're not showing any fucking DJ skills at all. They're not doing any transitions. They're not doing any blends. They're not doing any cuts. They're just, I'm going to play this song, get on the mic, play this song, get on the mic. You you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. And it's a different, it's just a different thing. And there's there's dudes like Kul Akeem, DJ Just Nine. DJ Tata, there's a lot of talented dudes in the city here that are keeping it, keeping the like the real shit alive, yeah. and they're to be commended Crap. for Word. it, yeah. and and that's to be treated and respected in a different way than these motherfuckers that show up with a controller. And I don't have any respect for that man. I don't have any respect for that man. Right? Yo, have fun, do your shit, play your music. You're playing music. You're not DJing. Yeah. You're playing music. Have fun, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean. That's what it is, man. And you bring up a good, solid point. Buying vinyl. Like, when I when Pete was on the podcast, he said something to the effect of, I don't know, he added it up. I think he spent, he said he spent like 35000 on just I've seen vinyl. His, I've seen his storage his life, units. You know what I mean? In the closets at his parents' house. Yeah. And then what he has, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. And... And there's dudes that I came up with and learned from, like dudes at B96 and even Hot Rod and 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 stuff that and D Mill and stuff. They were like, you know, before the party on Friday night, if I was getting 200 for the party, I had to go and spend 250 on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete said he always spent 100 more. Like uh-huh. if he's getting paid 200, he's buying 300 worth of vinyl. Yeah. 400, he's spending 500 on vinyl because he wanted to make sure he had everything, mm-hmm. all the new shit. He had to make sure he got. Like all the hottest records, mm-hmm. so he get booked again. Like, oh, yo, he killed that party. Like, right. we need to book him again. Right. You know what I mean? So he like he's basically working for free that entire time. Didn't make a dime. And now it's it's so different because you can just and you know I I have I've done it where you just all you have to do now is just go in in Google and yeah. type yeah. like um, French Montana, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, Jay Z remix all the way up in a and a CDQ MP3 pops up right there. You click download. Maybe maybe you got to type in a little security code, you know, yeah. like to show you're not a robot, like AB96CAT, and, it, you know, and it pops <laughs> up, and then you got the free shit on your computer right there. Right. Just that easy. Man. You know, and, and if you're if you're in with, like, Digiwax or BPM Supreme, some of these shits, it, all the files are right there. You, right. you know what I mean? It, it's, it's crazy. And so that's part of what's kind of like... I w- I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say like. Maybe I would. Devalued the culture, and you know what I mean. Cheapens yeah. the culture yeah. a little bit when yeah. you can just download shit. Bring your little. I I got my backpack with my controller in it. I'm ready to show up and yeah. and do the show. Right. It's like you have no idea how easy you have it, man. Well, well, we kind of talked about that the other night, you and I, um, just in regards to like DJing, but also even with like rapping nowadays. It's like it's different. 
Because, like, before, like, you actually had to be able to rap. Like, you had to have bars and mm-hmm. spit. Now it's like, it's not it's not like that. You can kind of just hop on a dope beat. Mm-hmm. And if the beat's knocking, you might have a, a little catchy hook. The bars can be super basic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, it doesn't had, even matter. I had somebody that you and I both know tell me this recently. They said we had heard that um, right when it came out, uh, Panda by Designer. Yeah. <laughs> he was like... <laughs> he was like, this song is a perfect example how you can just say and like say raps and mumble other things, and it just sounds it just sounds cool. Like, you know, what I mean, it's all interchangeable. Nobody's like, right, you know, what I mean, peeping his bars, right. That's that was the number one record in the country for a while, and like yeah. at, at WrestleMania, like Shaq was in a match at WrestleMania this last year. Yeah, Shaq came out to that music. Word. Like that's how big it is. That like wow. when I saw that I was like wow that record is big. It was and, and it, it, it had still that. is. It's still rocking. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that was an interesting record too, um, because like it it was on Life of Pablo by Kanye first, and I have this like theory that Kanye Con- any song you've heard Kanye make in the last like ten years, mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything by himself, and I and I say that respectfully. Right. I think that Kanye gets a lot of young dudes in the studio with him. Look at. Um, Kid Cudi, yeah. Kid Cudi had a project, uh, Man on the Moon, that was a that came out before 808s and Heartbreaks. Yeah, and people said that 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 he put that out, and Ye fucked with that so heavy, he brought Kid Cudi in. It was like, here, help me make an album similar to that, and that became 808s uh, and Heartbreaks. Plus, he was dealing with all the all the inspiration he had from his mother passing. Yeah, you know that was that album, and so that's just like a real specific example. Yeah, but he keeps dudes around like like Kid Cudi. Um, Chance the Rapper, Designer, um, maybe uh, some like the Odd Future Kids, um, Frank Ocean, um, dudes like that that keep him hip and and dudes that aren't in the game as deep as he is yet, that they still have one foot in with their friends and stuff. And so they're still in it, you know what I mean? And they can kind of put him on stuff and keep him in it so that he can you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah he yeah. takes their input like as life of pablo was f- being finished up yep. there was like a twitter picture that kept evolving it was a little piece of like lined paper and it was signed by all the people that had come through for listening sessions okay and so it had on there like chance the rapper i remember like some of the kardashian and jenner girls were on there okay. and just everybody that came through signed that one little piece of paper it was like a track listing i think okay okay and then it became like an autograph book Dope. and so i i think that he does that and i've heard of like djs and producers like being flown into hawaii to yep. work on projects with him and right and stuff right. and and so um where was where why did i why was i talking about that <laughs> uh, i get down these rabbit holes and then i we can't were talking about well it, it, we got on because you're talking about panda yeah design you said it was on the life of pablo and yep. then we started oh, talking about Kanye. so that was such a that was an interesting like wave that that song rode because yeah. You know, I feel like especially with Life of Pablo, that was such like a compilation album. Mm-hmm. The the gospel parts that he had on there and the other verses and 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 that Panda record, yeah. like obviously designer had that record probably done and maybe he had been kind of working it and it wasn't quite taken off. Yeah. Kanye's like, um, there's parts of that song on Pablo that are different, but for the most part, that that's the the part of Panda is is still the same like hit song, right? Yep. There's things around it and stuff, but for the most part, there's that that's there, right? Yep. And so, like, 
that was just kind of interesting wave and like we haven't really seen a ton of songs be introduced that way like a design like an unheard of dude to have his song pretty much as it is on on a Kanye album and then come out on its own yeah. as a standalone record and go to number 1 for this 19-year-old kid right like, we haven't crazy. seen that a ton nah, nah. That, you that think was just an interesting rollout for that record that's all i'm saying yeah 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 now do you think uh we'll see more of that in the near future it certainly worked this time <laughs> Right, possibly, right. yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. All right, so you said basically you're not really fucking with the DJ thing anymore. I so, would, yeah, I always have love and respect for it, and I'll dabble with it at home. But I haven't been doing shows in, in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I haven't been doing shows in a minute. Right, right. So what do you want now? I mean, like you said, obviously you're doing a lot of the, the board op stuff over at the radio station, things like that. Um, Graphic designer extraordinaire. Thank you. This is what I would refer to you as. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, um, yeah, man. I mean, you got some things yeah. popping. I'm just trying to, yeah, turn it up. Like, I went out to eat recently with with Pete and Sophia Aris. Shout out, Sophia. Yeah. And she and her and I are, like, around the same age, within a few years of each other. You okay. know what I mean? Yep. And, and she's an interesting person. You know, she... She used to work at like Studio Twenty Three, kind of doing that thing, you know, messing with the sneaker culture. Yeah. And okay. she DJs. She also sings and like performs on her own tip yep. as a standalone artist. She is just a creative, cool person yeah. in a variety of ways. Right. Excuse me. And um, and she and so she, I've always admired people, and her included, that that like know what they want to do and they just go after it a hundred miles an hour yeah and and I've, I've i've never been like that person really I've, i'm more indecisive i'm more um calculated okay. like um and and so i even right now i, I don't know what i i don't know what i want to do mm-hmm. but but when go radio first started up and like i had kept in contact with with p from the time that b96 ended yep and and kept in contact and been working with him on and off and stuff. And when he when this started going, he was like, "Yo, come in, come in the studio on Friday night when I'm running mixes and and we'll and we'll see what's you know just come hang with me." Yeah. And so I, I would do that, and I did that for like three Fridays in a row over this last winter. Yeah. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You know, is it going to turn into anything? Like, I, do I want to be involved over there? I don't know. But let's just go hang out with my friend and, and yeah. see what's up. Word. So I would come in here and then go home and you know have a good time and i would wake up on saturday and just be in the best mood and be like you know want to turn on some some music and just kind of be vibing in the house and be like dancing a little bit yeah. and just be like feeling myself and felt just good undeniably good Word. and it, and i just after a few week weeks of that i just kind of just connected the dots and be like well it's because i'm i'm back in here with zeke and pete and it feels good yeah and even and so then when I was at dinner with Sophie and Pete recently, I, t- I shared that with them. And I was like, so even if I don't know exactly what I want to do or what my end goal is, just keep doing what feels good. That's what I'm on right now. Yeah. I don't need to know step four, five, six. Don't sweat that necessarily right now. Just do what feels good. Work as hard as you possibly fucking can. Be in the office as much as you can. Have a good attitude. Come in. Don't ever come in with a cloud over your head. If you need to like step outside and refresh yourself for a second, because I wasn't always like the the happiest person at B ninety six and stuff. Like I was, right. you know, just growing up and figuring out some shit and stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, so I'm having a really good time over here. They're they're getting me involved with some cool things. 
I'm doing a lot of graphic design work for them for their social media people. Yeah. Um, yep. their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and stuff. Um, I work for, you know, I started in here just doing stuff for Pete, and then they brought me in with a paid internship yep. and they started having me do stuff for 95 then they started having me do stuff for 96 yep. then they had me starting doing stuff for the an upcoming um campaign that's totally separate from both the radio stations that i i'm not really going to talk about right now yeah they yep. have coming up and so so i'm like word let's yeah. do it let's, let's just keep building let's right you know right, right. it's like a, a snowball effect or like you know it just keeps growing and growing so i'm like anytime anybody gives me an opportunity it's like you know and we get it done they're like thank you i'm like you're welcome Keep me in mind. What do you have? Let's keep this going. Yep. Keep this moving forward. Right. Get me on the next one. Right. And so, yeah, so I'm just trying to, you know, turn up my graphic design, get creative with it, do a great job, don't get stale, you know, and I'm just trying to do a great job. So, so did, I assume you went to school for that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I have a, a college degree and stuff like that. That's <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing to have. You're one of the few people I know who has a degree and actually is doing work with the degree that they have. <laughs> yeah, that's very rare these days. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. Man, I got the I got the student uh, college debt to prove it too, bro. So <laughs> I'm yeah, I read a statistic the other day. It said the average student nowadays graduates, I think, with over thirty thousand mm-hmm. in student loan debt. The Mine, average. Yep. Mine was n- almost double that. Fuck. Yeah. Word. Mm-hmm. Like the the system is the system is fucked right now. You know what I mean? It's not a good look in any type of way. Like, yeah, um, that should be some you know education and and knowledge should be something that's shared and, and not held at such a high price. You know that's yeah. ridiculous. That's and, crazy. And part of it was my fault because I definitely hundred hundred percent at times it was my fault because like I didn't I didn't always take it seriously. Like it's I can be. Um, I in I just in general try to be open and honest, and if I can share anything that will help anybody else. But like I, I failed my math class twice. I had to take it three times to pass it. I wasn't mm-hmm. taking it seriously. Yeah. I have a hard time in math, and so it was that much harder for me to take it seriously and to do it. Yeah. And I believe that math class was three thousand a time. So I turned a three thousand dollar bill into a nine thousand dollar bill. You did that, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so. But and I remember being in college and, and and sitting in class, and my highest priority was getting out of class to go smoke a bowl. And it's like that shouldn't have, that wasn't right. Yeah. I was too young and too immature at the time, being eighteen, nineteen, and signing these documents. And at the time, I remember going to like the financial aid office, and in the school that I went to, I went to an art institute, which I would not recommend. Okay, I got a good education, yeah. but art institutes are set up to be a business, not to be a not to be a, a education center. Right, right. They have it down. So when you go to the like the financial aid area and stuff, they make it easy for you on purpose. They say, all right, well, this loan is not available to you anymore, but we have this loan for you, and it, it has a higher interest rate. Mm. But that's pretty much the best option we can give to you right now. You're this far in, so you can't really go back. You just sign here and we'll... You're, you're stuck at that point. Yep. Like, you have to pretty much go Pretty forward. much, unless you want to transfer or drop out. Right. You know? And so, and they, they, I think that they purposely, even if it's not the good people that are in there day-to-day, it's yeah. the higher-ups that train the people to be this way, yeah. where they're like, well, all you have to do is sign this and, and we can get you out of here. And so you're 18, 19, and you're like, well, fuck it. All right, I want to go smoke this bowl with, with Terry. <laughs> and like, all right, let's sign this, you know what I mean? And then, right. And, you know, and so I'm dealing with that now. And I, I pay a lot of money every month. 
you know, that I could be spending on fun or saving or anything. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody has their bills, and I'm no different than anybody else. I'm not going to complain about it like that. But I, I would just suggest be smart with that shit and be careful what you're signing. Um, the only way it's forgiven is if I die. So, yeah, you know, that my family doesn't have to cover that. But, you know, that's what I Damn, man. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you live and you learn, man. Like yep. you said, you were young. I was too, I was too, I was too immature and too young at that time to be signing such big documents. I didn't know what I was signing. Right. I didn't. I wasn't taken seriously enough. I was like, you know, I, I have to get through this. I have to get through this day. I have to get through this trimester. I have to graduate. I mean, I'm never going to graduate from here. Fuck. That. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I have a year grace period. That'll be in like three, four years from now. Let's sign. Listen. Let's go fucking smoke this blunt, man. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So how many years were you over there? <sighs> Open and honest, I have I have an associate's degree, but it took me damn near four years to get that a two year to get a two year degree. Part of that is because I started bachelor, okay, and they wanted me to get an internship. And at the time, I had an internship with B ninety six, and I was doing graphic design work and stuff. But yeah. because it was a radio station, and I didn't have like a graphic design mentor there, they I had a meeting with the. Um, coordinator counselor type thing yeah and they would they, they were like mm, we can't accept this really and and we had a lot of things going on with pete and we were traveling a lot and i was like well this may take off i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop this to go start something else you know right and so that that and a, and a few other reasons i i like downgraded from bachelor from pursuing a bachelor to a su- pursuing an associate's right and so I was able to get through that, but I was already like a couple years in when I decided to do that. Yeah. And so I had taken classes I didn't need. I was having a hard time with the math program and shit. So I made a lot of a lot of mistakes, like everybody else. I'm just open enough to admit it, and that's all. You know yeah, I mean? no, no doubt, no doubt. Yo, so let's transition. Let's talk about this shirt you have on, man. You were mm-hmm. gonna tell me a story about this shirt. So, what is this? Describe to the people, man. Tell them what it is. Yeah, so I'm. A, I'd like to talk about this shirt. And a little bit broader too. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna be 28 in a week or so, and I'm a big WWE wrestling fan. Right. And I was a big fan when I was a kid. When I was like you know eight, nine, ten, I I I loved it. And we were in a great time in wrestling. That we were in like the WWF Attitude Era, where Stone Cold Steve Austin was like chugging beers and flipping birds, yeah. and you know what I mean, I giving everybody and their mother the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> so that was a great time. Everybody in America kind of dabbled in it at that time, you know. I know they did. I know they did, even if they won't admit it. And so the shirt that I'm wearing today is, if you're any type of wrestling fan, this is the classic black T-shirt with the yellow screen print, Cactus Jack, most dangerous wrestler in the world shirt. And I got this about two years ago for Mick Foley's 50th birthday. I want to show you this on the back. Yeah. So Mick Foley, and I think he's doing it again this year because it was such a success, like two years, a year or two ago for his fiftieth. Okay. Where he sells the the vintage Cactus Jack shirt on his website, I don't, you know, thirty, thirty-five bucks, forty yeah. bucks, something like that, yeah. nothing crazy. And then, and then you have the option of getting it autographed. You can get oh, he'll, shit, it's autographed? he'll sign it for you oh, if you wow. want. You can okay. get it signed or not signed. Yeah. And so I went, I went signed, and I wanted this shirt from the long, from the longest time since I was a kid, and the, and it's been out of print. And he sells it for one day on his website, you know, what I mean, one day a year, and you can get it or not get it. Yeah. And so, I remember he was like, I thought that he was very cool. Like he's one of my all time favorites. Like 
there was a match that he had with the Undertaker. And it was one of the first Hell in the Cell matches. You know what Hell in the Cell is? I'm not. I'm not hip. Give me hip. So you know, you know your standard pro wrestling cage matches, right? Where you have like the yep, right, and it comes down from the ceiling, yep. and it just goes down to like the 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 top of the ring apron, right? So it doesn't go down to the floor. It 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 only goes down to like the the the, the cage. The, yep, the cage only goes down to like the floor of like the wrestling ring, right? It doesn't yeah. go all the way down to the floor of the arena. You feel yeah. me? Yep. A Hell in the Cell is is much bigger than a, like a cage match, right? So the Hell in the Cell comes down, and then it goes all the way down to the floor, and there's then room around the ring. You can get out of the ring and walk around, but you're still gonna be in the cage. But you're still in the in the ah, Hell in the Cell, okay, right? Okay. And it's about I don't know, twenty five feet tall. Okay. So, at the time he was going by Mankind. Yep. I'm I'm wrapping this up because I know people don't give a fuck about wrestling. No, no, no. Yo, man, it's good, man. It's entertaining. I remember, man, because he used to do that thing with the sock, right? He had the yeah, sock Mr. on his Socko. Hand. Mr. Socko. The mandible claw. He takes and he jams his his middle finger and his ring finger deep into your esophagus and he shuts you the fuck down with that move. <laughs> right, right, right. And so Taker and Mankind had this had this. Um, precedent-setting violent match in this Hell in a Cell. And it was one of the first Hell in if not the first, no, no. It wasn't because Shawn Michaels and Taker had one before at Bad Blood. This was after. Okay. So they start the match on top of the fucking cage, right? And so Mankind comes out, climbs up, and Taker sees him up there, and he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do, right? Climbs up. So they're all the way up there, right? Like 20, 30 feet in the air. I don't know how, how tall it is, but very yeah. pretty... You know what I mean? Right. I know. This motherfucker, Undertaker, gets Mankind by the edge of the thing, ah, throws him off, and Mankind goes through the table. Like, right? Probably the most extreme fall in WWE, WWF history, right? Yeah. That was kind of a uh, unique thing. Back in the day, it was WWF, um, World Wrestling Federation, yeah. and the World Wildlife Foundation sued them because they were the originator and made them oh, change wow. their name to That's world wrestling entertainment i never knew that that was from the world See, i came up when i grew up it was wwf mm -hmm. hulk hogan and mm -hmm. andre the giant jake the snake yeah Honky Tonk Man, yeah Man, you know macho man randy savage mm -hmm. rocker keep going demolition yeah um dusty Rhodes. Mm. shit who else man junkyard dog yeah bad news brown preach um, Heart Foundation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So um, that's what I mean. Like yeah, every, you know, everybody in their life has kind of fucked with it or yeah. dabbled in it at some point. No and doubt. Most people kind of grow out of it, right? Yeah. And there's adults now that are called marks. I'm not a mark. Okay. A mark is somebody that suspends dis suspends disbelief, even though they know that it's not 100 percent real. But they suspend disbelief and they allow themselves to react in a way that it is real. So yeah. they have fun with it. And and does that make sense? Yeah. There's really a term for that. Huh? It's called a mark. Yeah. Mark. And I think that that I think that that crosses over from wrestling to like, like um, I think it also applies to like World of Warcraft and and shit like that. You know what I mean? It's, okay. It's it's yeah. Yeah. And I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm I'm more interested in 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 like the legacy of wrestling. Like now they know that there's dudes our age that will check in on the TV once in a while. Yeah. And we st we still remember all those dudes you just 
named, and we want to know what's up with them. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, at WrestleMania and stuff, they'll bring down NWO and D-Generation X, and, and, and they'll have the Hall of Fame inductees. Where, like, this year they inducted, like, you know, um, uh, Doc... From like the Rock and Roll Express, and I'm sorry, not the Rock, the the Freebirds, and um, Snoop Dogg went into like the celebrity wing. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, Snoop. And like and, you know, all these old wrestlers, and it's a it's a it's a big honor. And so it's cool. So I'm in I'm into that part of it, and I'm into like what moves do they make? Like you know, like they want to push this dude and put this guy over, and they want to bring in this dude. Like okay, like where are they going? And how's this puzzle? piece fit together and where's their business model and wwe did a thing a few years ago where they they brought it down to to pg a tv pg rating because they were afraid that dudes my age and your age were going to grow up and they were going to have no younger crowd Uh, so they brought it they made it more family brought it down to pg to get this kid to get more kids in it so they could continue it on forever and so that's the shit that I'm interested in. And like, they have the WWE network now, right? Uh-huh. It's $10 a month. You have it? Of course I do. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It's ten. It's $10 a month. But if you want to get, if you want to get a pay-per-view ordered through your cable company, it's $50, right? And you get, th- that's three hours on one Sunday night, once a month. You get, right. you get three hours for 50 bucks. Right. If you pay $10 a month for this WWE network, you get every pay-per-view and you get their entire back catalog. So you can pull up any old pay-per-view, any old Monday Night any? Raw, any. Not only WWE, but they also have acquired the library of ECW and WCW. I remember WCW. Too. Yep. Yeah. So you can pull up any old WCW or ECW pay-per-view, Monday Nitro, any like uh like they used to have shows like like Saturday Night Main Event or like like uh like Sunday morning superstars and shit like all, you can pull all that up, wow. watch it. They they do all types of original programming. They have it so like you turn it on, you can get it on your TV, on your computer, on your iPad, right? Yeah. You turn it on and they have it like a like it's a normal TV channel where they're like broadcasting shit all the time. Yeah. So you can just jump in just like you're on normal TV. Yeah. So it's just kind of like shit you can have on in the house. You can pull everything up on demand. I know this motherfucker that orders every pay per view from his cable shit. Every month and spends fifty dollars for three hours of programming. I'm like, bruh, spend the ten, man. This do it, do what you want to do, man. There's a lot of stupid people out there, man. You can't, <laughs> can't try and change. So yo, you can get like the the Royal Rumbles and all those. Yes, those everything. are my favorites, man. The Royal. I love Rumble. the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Big fan of the Royal Rumble. Do they still do those? Yes. Wow. Yes. And so, um, and so, yeah, so that's that's what I'm. That's the parts of wrestling that I'm interested in. I'm not like, oh, this is so real. Oh, this is so, you know what I mean? I I, you know what I mean? I'm into it. Yeah. But, with, from from a distance, maybe that's a good way to say or something. You know what I mean? I'm. I never watch Monday Night Raw. I don't keep up on a on a weekly basis like that. Yeah. I like to watch the old shit when I'm like smoking at home or cleaning the house or falling asleep. Yeah. Or <clears throat> or like I, I'll watch the pay per views because they're on like on you know on Sunday night once a month at se- from like seven to ten. Yep. I don't need to watch the weekly shit to keep up. The like little promo packages and shit and little vignettes that they play like before and after every match. Yeah, that's enough to ke- catch me up, dog. I don't need like I don't. Need, that's enough. <laughs> so you're not I'm, like all obsessed with no, it. Okay. No, no, no. Th- that's enough for me to keep up with. You know what I mean? And like just last pay per view, it was Bret Hart's niece. 
in a match versus Ric Flair's daughter. Really? And then both of those dudes came down to the ring. And so there's, like, cool shit like that that, yeah. like, you know, it's vintage shit and, like... Yeah, I, yo, both those dudes, like, Flair and Hart, legendary. Dude, the, the promos that Ric Flair used to cut about, like, <laughs> riding around in fancy limousines with the most beautiful men in the world and, you know... Beautiful women. You said men. No, I didn't. I said most beautiful women in the world. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and, you know... Like that, there's a certain like level of showmanship in those for sure. Those promos they used to cut and stuff. He and, had the best ones, man. I yo, think hands down. Yo, he's very good. He's and I love, I love like the rap influence, like dudes like Ashton Bronson and Asher Roth, and yep. you know, it's here there. You know, designer. He's got a Macho Man lyric. You know, what I mean, I enjoy that shit and yeah, and stuff like that. So I'm I'm wearing a Cactus Jack shirt today that I think is is really cool, but. It's, I mean, it's, there were some people at Pizza Luce, like you yeah. said, they were commenting on it. Yeah, I was yeah. walking in, and one of the delivery dudes was coming back from a run. He was like, oh, man, that shirt is legendary. And he, like, grabbed his, I went and sat at the bar, and he grabbed his man, and they came around, and he was, like, showing him. And then we're leaving, and then I see that same dude, and he's telling another dude about the shirt. It's yeah. like, that's oh, cool. I'm glad you can appreciate it. You know? That's so, what it is, man. Yeah, so I enjoy, I enjoy that shit, but a little bit from a distance. I'm not, like, all in. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. So, yo, what was that story you were going to tell me, though? We were on the way over here. And I was like, you started to tell the story. I said, yo, don't tell me. Wait till we get on the podcast. You're going to hype it up too much now. I mean, maybe I did. Because you did say, you gave me the disclaimer. You said it may not be podcast worthy. But I think, you I'll know. Tell, I'll tell you. And it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, but it's just not, it's, this is more of like a, like, who gives a fuck, like, on the way over here. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever, thing. man. So. If people made it this far in the podcast, they care. <laughs> <laughs> So there used to be a spot in between where we're at and Pizza Luce called Visage Nightclub. Yep. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to say, Tom, where was I? And bring me back to this point, okay? You bring me back to Visage Nightclub, the story I'm about to tell. And I want to sidebar real quick. Okay. I, w- I, had just, I had just started working for Pete at B96. And right. this was kind of a inter- just a something that like a s- switch went off for me. And... And um, B96 was involved in a way, heavily involved. It was like a summer concert series, and there were going to be some shows at Visage, and the, and it was Pepsi was involved, and it was a kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't just a one-off bullshit thing. It was it was going to be Three Six Mafia, both Juicy J and um, DJ Paul at Visage. Word. I remember that those during the time, excuse me, where they like won their Oscar, and they had the MTV show, and yep. they used to. Do like the little John thing. I remember them both in the club drinking out of drinking whatever they were drinking out of the gasoline cans, like small <laughs> gasoline cans. Like that was the look of how wild that is. You know what I mean? I assume there was not gasoline in there. Right. I think they were doing it for the look. Right. So I remember I, I was like, I think I don't know if I was scheduled to work or, or whatever in the promotions department. But I remember there were other interns that I was at that intro summer meeting with they were like my intern peers that i was on the same level with right the same amount of time experience and stuff right and they were signed up to work at that show yeah and so i get done working on pete show and he goes yo you want to roll to this three six mafia show with me and and um and i, I was like yeah was cool and so we get there and i'm there and i roll up with pete in my street clothes, and there's other interns there that rode in, you know, either they drove there themselves or they rode in, like, the station vehicle. Yeah. They had their, like, B96 promotions shirt on, right. and they're there, like, at the table, like, handing things out. Not, and You know, that's a certain 
part of being in it, you know, and like right. paying your dues and yeah. stuff, right? And I was that kid the rest of the summer. But that night, I was rolling with the talent, and I, you know, I mean, we were in there, and I wasn't working promotions yeah. that night. Yeah. And so we we enjoyed the show, and it was turnt and stuff. And um, we went back, and we used to always meet at at Pete's apartment in in St. Louis Park at the time, in the parking lot. And so we'd go back, and and I go, you know, thanks for letting me come with you. And he goes, yeah, yeah, what, you know, nothing. And he goes, we part ways, and he goes upstairs. And I remember going to my car and and crying. Because I was just so appreciative and like I remember as a kid like feeling left out and not enjoying that feeling. Right. You know? Yeah. And like I remember I remember in, in in first grade I had the chicken pox and so I was out of school for a week. Yeah. And during that time we were putting on a, like our little program. Yeah. Right. And that week that I was gone, the teachers had cameras and they at recess they went out and like took pictures of all the kids, you know, having fun and like with their arms around each other, you know, groups of kids and stuff, and everybody was in it. Yep. And and then when I came back and we had the the little program show, they turned the lights off, put the slide projector on, and and went through the pictures of all the first graders, Damn. you know, at recess. But I wasn't in any of them because I had the chicken pox, and they're and in the background they're playing motherfucking Kermit the Frog, Rainbow Connection, and I remember sitting there <laughs> during the thing, like kind of crying then too, and just being like. Being a first grader and just feeling so left out. But the first grade tears were like tears of pain. Mm-hmm. But after the show, there was tears of joy. Yeah. Okay. Because I felt I felt so included, yeah. and like I didn't deserve really to go to get to go to that show. And and not that I was any any better than any of those people in promotions or anything, but it was nobody else got to ride with talent and do that, you know. So right. I felt special, and I felt like maybe my hard work was paying off and stuff. And and I I felt so just welcomed and thankful and, and stuff, you know what I mean? That's key, man. Like, uh, even, like, when we were sitting yesterday at Soundset, and it's like, you know, we're backstage. We're, like, right there. And it's like, I remember you saying to me, like, yo, like, just, you know, take a moment. And, like, I know you're in the, we're in the middle of everything, but, like, think of how ill this is and, like, how very few people get to, like, just chill, like, you know what I mean? And, like, experience this type of shit. Like we're fortunate, and you, you know, you're like not that you don't appreciate it, but I'm just reminding you. And I was like, take well, half a second and just really yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did, and I was, you know, I appreciate you, you know, giving me that reminder because it's true, man. Like, not everybody gets to experience things that 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 we experience, and it's it's ill, man. Like, if you sit back and think about it, like every every everybody in that crowd yesterday was looking at us or the people around us. I mean, like. Why are they so special that they get to be there? How can I be there? And who is that? And yeah. I wish I was I wish I was there. Right. And the only difference between them and us is that we have a colored bit wristband that when you walk by a certain dude that's getting paid to say yes or no to colored wristbands, you got the right color because his eye, his retinas, like, <laughs> recognize this color. Okay, that's red, not blue, not purple, not black. That's red. And then his brain is trained to look at this little sheet and say, red, thumbs up, come on through, buddy. Right. But there's no difference between us and the people in VIP versus the people in GA except the fucking colored wristband you got. And and, and it comes down to you get up to this dude that likes country music and, and <laughs> it comes time. <laughs> and maybe you can finagle your homie by maybe only two out of three of you have red wristbands. I don't know. I'm not saying that happened. <laughs> but maybe maybe you can sneak your friend and and, 
and and make it make it happen. Maybe you got to grease a dude or two on the way in too. Maybe that happened. Maybe that didn't happen. <laughs> but you know, so that's breaking the way down. But yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, so, man, like, yeah, it's ill. Man. So to take it back to Visage, yeah, Visage was was a, a club that had their um, had their things going on. Um, one time we went to the David Banner show and Pete went into the into the green room to say what's up to to Banner. And Banner was was had his nose half an inch from the mirror and was just staring at himself in the mirror, like getting in the zone, like <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, those are the types of things that I think of when I think of massage. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is the so anticlimactic story that I had told you on the way here. Oh, good. We used to we used to roll with, with Ray Patterson, who was a uh, oh yeah, shout out Ray, yeah, man. certified yeah. OG in the city in Las Word. Vegas, yeah. um, all over all over the country. He this, he popped up when I was out at in the BT Awards. I believe in it. LA with Pete last summer. I believe Ray it. was out there. I believe it. He's everywhere. I believe it. Um and and um. So Ray, we were we were moving around heavy with Ray at that time, and and he's a good. He would be an interesting cat to get on the podcast. Yeah, we, yeah that would be we, a good. We gotta working. hook that up, man. We gotta hook that up. And um, we're at, we're at like a about an hour eight minutes. I want to keep going. Shit, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep. We're this will be the first ever Twin City Tone kicking off the the podcast. It's gonna be nine hour special. We're going in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, let me just get the story out of the way. So so we go. Me and Pete, um, we meet Ray there. We do the show, we leave the show, and we're like we're like pulling, pulling out of downtown. We're not more we're not more than three to four, maybe five minutes away from the venue. Yeah. And Ray Ray starts blowing up me and Pete's phone, and I think like like Pete missed a call from him, and then like I missed a call from him, and then Pete heard his phone ringing, picked it up. Ray's like, "Yo, you guys good? You guys good?" And we're like, "Yeah, we're we're driving home. What's up?" He's like, "He's like, where you at?" And we're like, "We're." Getting on three ninety four, about to head back. Like, what's up? Yeah. He's like, he's like, okay, good. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here too, and you can hear him like struggling, like like putting his seatbelt on and shit. He's like, he's like, bro, I must have put you guys in the car. I went back in, came back out, not more than three minutes after you dudes left. Dudes drove by with three, four AK forty sevens and lit the front of this place up, oh, dog. Shit. Like, it was not five minutes after you guys left, and we, and we were just like, damn. And so Visage isn't there anymore. Ooh. That was kind of a crazy spot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't really fuck with that that whole that shit. I don't dabble. I don't know anything about that. You know what I mean. That's not my. That's yeah, not yeah. Me. But that was just we just happened to be driving by there, and I that, that was just one of the memories from there. Yeah. That, just a crazy. Yeah, that is a crazy fucking story, mm-hmm. man. Wow. So less than five minutes. Well, so. I mean that's a it's a nice little segue. Because I was actually going to talk about the Troy Ave incident. Oh, yeah. You know, I do the Ask Tone segment. Somebody did inquire about the Troy Ave. You need a little sweeper here. We're like, you know what I mean? You play it like, I'm going to just do it right now. Pew, pew, pew. This is the Twin City Tone podcast. (laughs) This is Ask Tone. (laughs) Let's do it, man. So Troy Ave, um, obviously by now everybody has seen the video. Why? What happened? Yeah, okay. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, you know what I mean? Uh, Unfortunately, man, like. Some things went down. What was it, Irving Plaza? Yep, I think you're right. Yeah, it was a T.I. concert. And, um, yeah, man, I don't know, some shit popped off. Mano had just come off the stage and was going into a VIP. Is uh, that what it was? Yep. Because they were saying Mano and Uncle Murder were on stage. Yep, and they had, not when it happened. Yeah, they, they had said just they were. Nope. No, because. That's what I read. I don't know. I think those people are mistaken because the video of Troy Ave is not firing on a stage. 
No, no, no. Mano and Uncle Murder were on the stage when the shooting occurred. Right. Yeah. I don't. I. That's not. I, okay. I don't know. I wasn't there, but who who knows? Yeah. yeah go ahead. Nah. Sorry. No, go no, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, I, that's all I was saying. So like, I guess something popped off. They were trying to say something like it was Mano's entourage and Troy as entourage, but Mano he cleared all that up. He said we never had any issues with those guys. You know what I mean? We're all good. Like it's all love. So uh, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate, man, you know, because Troy Ave, obviously, he's, he's been on the grind for a long time. And it's like, you know, he was just on the move, man. And uh, I don't know. It's unfortunate. You know, and obviously, when you see the video and, and you look at the situation, it's easy to be like, what the fuck is he thinking? You know, that stupid blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I had to kind of take a step back and think, like, I mean, you know, I wasn't there. But, like, if you're in his shoes, people are shooting at you or whatever, one of your peoples get, gets hit, and you're in fear for your life, and you have access to a weapon, you're probably going to defend yourself, whether there's cameras or not. I mean, whatever. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to hear more about how the story develops, but that's my take on it. Like, you know, at first, yeah, obviously when you first see it and you first think about it, you're like, damn, like, he fucked up. Like, he fuck, you know, why would he throw his life away, throw his career away? But now he's probably trying to protect himself and save his life. So that's my take on it. And, I mean, you know, if you're, like I said, if I was in his shoes, I mean, I don't know. Everybody reacts differently, but obviously if you have access to a weapon, your man just got shot, you're trying to defend yourself, mm-hmm. you're probably going to bang out. So that's my take. What do you think, Kush? I think my... My stance is always going to be um, nonviolent first. I don't really, I don't really mess with that. Word. I think that that, I think that, to, to me, I don't know. Say, say what you want. This is my thing. I, I think that the vi- just violence and when two dudes need to square off like that, that they're just in most cases, it's just a lack of communication skills and Absolutely. being able to verbalize and being intelligent enough to work it out um because to me it sounds corny but like fight like fighting doesn't really solve anything to me right no you're right it usually gets elevated one person gets their feelings hurt um aside from the physical part of it one person usually gets their feelings hurt they want to come back and you know use weapons and shit like that or get more people to you know to jump this person and stuff and i just feel like that there's other ways to work it out and it's a lot of ego and it's a lot of shit like that you know what i mean that's not you know what i mean that right. it's more about yourself and not be a lot of times i'm not saying every everything ever right a lot of times it's about not being able to let shit go in yourself it's about your ego and your pride and not i think that that gets in that makes you think stupid a lot yeah logic goes out the mm-hmm. window at that point but i also have i have a homie in sacramento that i respect and he's like fairly involved in in certain things shout out sacramento yeah and um and he he his take on it was like troy Ave did exactly what he should have yeah you know right. you you see one of your best friends hurt in front of you and 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 not everybody was raised the way i was not everybody is from maple grove minnesota yeah. and you know what i mean a lot of people have been through rough shit and felt that pain before and lost people that way and don't want it to happen again and and that's how they know how to deal with things and so my take on it is not necessarily right or wrong but that's through my life experience and shit that's what i that's what i get out of it is that you'll never catch me doing some shit like that and i wish other people would like 
figure out other ways to deal with things than than to do that because right. you know what I mean you take away a you know you take if somebody dies you take away a son a father a brother a sister and you know what I mean yeah I mean and that's the thing too like I think shit's rough out here man nah, the po- population is entirely too high entirely too high because say we were on an island and there were 10 of us right and and I was growing pot off to the side after I had my work done every day and I would go and like harvest my little pot plants and and dry it and smoke it and do my thing the other 90 you wouldn't give a fuck as long as I was contributing and doing my thing like you wouldn't give a fuck right but because it's there's so many fucking people and there's so many it's so diverse and it's there's 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 polar opposite views and people don't even want to listen to the other side anymore they just want to wait for them to be done talking so that they can tell them why they're wrong they're not people don't people don't have conversations to listen anymore they have conversations to talk and they're waiting for them to be done talking right so they can pounce on them with their point of view and And that's what i've been doing this whole episode go ahead i know i know i'm a fucking long-winded prick (laughs) i know nah you're good man i'm fucking with you i'm the worst Nah, I mean, I hear you, man. There's obviously going to be different takes on it. Um, rest in peace to, uh, I think the guy that passed away, his name was Banger. I don't know. I think it was Troy Ave's bodyguard, but rest in peace to him. Cause like you said, I mean, somebody lost a son. I don't know if he had any kids, but, you know, lost a, a father or a brother or, or an uncle or whatever. But it's unfortunate, man. So I guess we just had to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll see how it plays out. Hope and, every, and Troy, man, out. Troy had some good things going for him. You know, he had a couple records in rotation over here. Yep. He had um, possibilities of, you know, he had been out here for a little after party. Maybe there were some talks of him coming out for a future show. You know, uh, that's all down the drain now. Um, he, you know, he he's on trial for uh, attempted murder. Attempted he will murder. Like, he will be on trial for, you know, I mean, he's being attempted charged with that. Attempted murder, um, you know, fire, illegal firearm, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, yeah, and, I don't know. It's a, it's a few different things. Though. Menacing, I think, was one of the charges. Menacing. Oh, like yeah, because he, he created a panic in the club, like oh. yelling fire in a movie theater. Gotcha. You, you know what I mean? He terrorized all those people, and there was a scene of chaos for a few minutes where everyone's trying to get out, and that's yeah. very unsafe and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, I have a picture on my Instagram right now that I've thought about taking down, but um, I don't do that a lot. It's, it's a photo in the studio at Go Radio, and it's D-Mill, Parker, and me, and we were in here one night, and Pete's like, let me let me see. We were talking about how Troy had a couple of records in rotation, how things were moving for him. And Pete's like, let me see if I can get this motherfucker on the radio, or on the, on the phone, not on the radio, yeah. just on the phone. Where? And, and Pete calls him up, two rings. Parker, what's going on? You know, Where? just that, you know what I mean? It just answers like that. Um, yeah. When Pete's daughter was born, Troy Ave is the only yeah, rapper that, that called. And, the only and, one. You know what I mean? And wished her well and stuff. And so... You know, it sucks when you are getting to know somebody and they do something like this, you know, and you, you wonder what it could have been had they been thinking more clearly and stuff. But, you know, right. that's life. Yeah, man. Heat in the moment, man. Yep. It's hard. It's hard. Well, and then on the flip side, Gucci man's out, mm-hmm. you know, touch on that. So it was good to see that, man. I, I fuck with Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get down with his music at all. Um... Yeah, so that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the system is so fucked that I, there's entirely too many people people locked up and shit like that. So anytime somebody that 
you know, gets free like that, and if other people are happy for it, cool. Like, you know what I mean? I, well, I don't want anybody's life to be taken away from them like that with, via prison and shit for right. typically nonviolent crimes and shit. He, he's always in there for, like, parole violations. Uh, I think this is a firearm charge. I think you're caught with a weapon or something. Okay. I think. I don't I don't want to speak on it if I don't and so, know, and it was also a federal firearms charge. People do dumb shit, and they deserve to, you know what I mean? You shouldn't be fucking around like that. I remember watching this video one time on World Star of Boosie driving around. He's got a pistol. He's in the Bentley. He's got a pistol. The car is completely clouded up with blunt smoke. He's driving around. He's got his daughter in the car seat in the back. I remember he, like, stops at this, like, red to, red light to, like, turn right, and he, like, stops late. This car, like, boom. Like, he almost gets an accident. He's like, like, you know what I mean? Like, And then, like, and I'm just, and I'm just like, you got, you got to be smarter than that, bro. You got to. You know what I mean? You got to. Especially you know. if you're going to, I mean, not that you should, but if you're gonna ride around like that, don't tape it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, no, no that's videos, the number one man. thing. Yes, no if you're video. gonna do A, B, C, and D, that's a certain thing. If you're gonna film that and upload it on World Star, that's a whole nother. Very good, very good point, Tony. Yeah, man. Yeah, very good point, Tony. So, Yo, should, um, go ahead. Oh, you gotta get out of here. No, nah, I'm good. I was you want to recap Soundset a little bit from yesterday? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So. In regards to Soundset, yeah, I mean, it's your co-host Kush Picasso. I'm gonna be filling in here on the rest of the podcast. You know, just kind of leading directionally, inspirationally. You know, just kind of letting you know where the podcast is going. Nah, man, we're in sync, man. Like that's where I was going next. So, you know, it was a great. In my personal opinion, I haven't been to. I think it was probably. I think it was my third Soundset I've been to, but it's by far the most enjoyable one. I, I had a great time. Um, who would you? I mean, who was your favorite performance? Who would you say had the best set? This year was kind of interesting to me because there, there was nobody that was in like my personal favorites. Common is in my top I was five. Say Common, right? Common's he, in your top five. He's in my top five best rappers of like of all time. Yeah, he's in that for me. Right. I go, I go, Big J, Nas, and then Common, and then I have a ever changing fifth. So Common's fourth. Yes, yes. From wait, hold on, man, hold on. <laughs> Yo, that Resurrection album. No, listen, bro. The Resurrection album, uh-huh. where he went with that, how I can like really relate to that album and stuff, and how he like just t- the things that he was going through in the time when I found that album, and then the, just like the progression that he he made. He's 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 like Madonna in a way that he's reinvents himself with every fucking album. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about remember that record he had a few years ago, Universal Mind Control with Pharrell, and it was like Mad, like I Robot, uh, uh, and, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Africa Bambata, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, we got to pause the Africa Bambata. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show, but go ahead, man. Yeah, but you know that that vibe of his his music and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I yeah I really well, respect him. I don't think he gets enough. Respect. Nah, he's dope. I mean I I I would say he may be in my top ten, but and so your top three are you said Big J and Nas in mm-hmm. that order. Too close to call. It's man. weird that you that's Too crazy you call. say that, bro. Because actually, I mean you can see on my notepad here, ask tone, it says Biggie Jay Z or Nas question mark. That was one of the questions. Yeah, Biggie Jay Z or Nas. So to me, to me. Big to be if I had to pick one, it might be big because of his voice, yeah. because of just just how amazing he was. Jay is the best to ever do it. That's the that's the best way to say it. Jay is the best to ever do it because he got the chance. It's it's almost like apples to oranges at this point because Jay got to go ahead and ex- and do so much more that Big never got a chance to do. I mean, Big when he was when he died, he was twenty four. Something like that, yeah. So I mean, like two albums, like two albums in, two albums, two classics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
and then and then Nas is just so incredibly lyrical and like Jay, but also different from Jay. You know, like more underground vibe. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he 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 was never as commercial, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Jay said. I'm from where dudes will pull your card and argue all oh, day Jay, about bro, who's, who's the best man? MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas. Yeah. And so that's like my... That, that's, I'm sure that's where that question came in because that's mm-hmm. all I said was Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas, question mark. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I would I would agree with that. I would say... That's the easy three to me. Big, People, well, ahead, I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised. There's a few names missing here. Pac, right. Pun. Mm-hmm. I mean, Common over Pac, over Pun... What are we doing here, man? To me, <laughs> this is this is personal opinion. Though. Obviously, obviously, you know. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Pete said it really well once. The Pac is like the most important rapper of all time. Like it's it's easy to more like break it down like that. Like like to me, like Big is the best spitter of all time. Jay is the best that ever got to do it. Pac is like the most important. You uh-huh. know, it, instead of saying like who's the best, like one, they were they're also different and unique. That yeah. it's better to say it that way. You know what I mean? What and 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 yeah, so, um, so you say so common. Oh, that was pretty much the only person you were like, oh yeah, like I'd really like to see common perform. And so I that, feel you. That that's, I have that group, and then I have like my personal favorites. Like I love, I love currency. I love Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. I love Action Bronson. I love shit, shit like that. That's Boy. those are like kind of my more like personal fate. I have my like all time greats, and then I have like my personal dudes that I really fuck with, and I like I've met been lucky enough to like meet those dudes and yeah and fuck with them and have like a small few minute rapport with them and also really enjoy their music and stuff right. there was nobody from that group that was on the lineup this year you know what i mean so there's yeah. none of my like personal faves right that i really wanted to see that you know like in a couple of weeks i'm gonna go see j cole at bonnaroo yeah i'm really excited about that i've never seen j cole before he's in one of like him like i really love big sean yep. I, I love all big sean's non-hit records yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. same with Wiz. Like a lot of those dudes, I love all their non-hits and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, so yes, yeah, Soundset was incredible yesterday. You know, it was amazing to see MGK. I I don't think I've ever seen him live before. Yeah, me neither. Um, he and to see him evolve. Like we worked with MGK years ago. He had a pro, like a, I think that was called a hundred hundred bars and hundred words and running. Hundred words and running. With and the I little cartoon Pete, character on uh-huh. it, like the drawing with the backpack. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. And Pete, Pete and I were doing like graphic design and just like promotions and hosting. And I was working really closely with him at that time. And we we were we we were doing projects like all at once. We were doing like like best of mixtapes, like best of Ice Cube, best of Asher Roth, best of B.O.B., best of uh, Cameron. I'm sorry, Cameron. Right? You did a yep, Cameron one. Yep, we did Jada best Kiss. of Cameron. Yep, we did. Or Jadakiss Live. We or did Jadakiss like Live, Camera on Live. We did Best of Styles P. This is why they call me the Ghost. Yeah. Right? So we were doing a bunch of those. And then we did tapes with like Sammy Adams, Cam Meekins, um, Machine Gun Kelly. And to me, like the, all those all those dudes in that bubble, uh, right? In that pocket, yeah. were all the same. Interchangeable names. Getting, you know, I mean, at the time they're on their come up. 
They're looking for like a DJ, a national DJ that's in their price range yep. that does great work. You know, yep. they can't get DJ drama, but they can right. get Parker, and Parker's going to do a great job. And they can they can scrape together some sneaker money and maybe a couple sneakers and get that done. Two, three, four, five pairs. Yeah, six, seven. You know, so I remember the prices on, went up. Go ahead. <laughs> the prices went up. <laughs> so I, I'll wrap this up. But I remember working on the on the MGK project, and and he was just an, just another like artist on the rise to me and so to see him come from there where he used to have like the shave shave head and was you know like the snapback like and he would wear it like tilted backwards and tilted you know he was you know i mean going you know i mean and and to see where he's at now you know he's got a drummer and live bassist he's up there playing the guitar plays it singing uh Blink-182 songs mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, it was crazy. And he's got, like, the, in the long hair and the leather and the spikes and the chains. Rockstar, man. Rockstar, yeah. So that was cool to see how far he's come. And him and Pete had a cool moment backstage where, like, MGK, like, really reached out and, like, pulled Pete in and, like, hugged him and embraced him. It was, like, you know, all love and yeah. stuff. So that was cool yeah. to see. And, and um, Word, yeah. No, I, th- I mean, honestly, I think he had the crowd the most turned. Yes. Um, fucker climbing up on the scaffolding and hanging upside down. Yeah, that shit. was crazy. He could have literally lost his life, man. <laughs> <laughs> he would have um, had like fifty thousand witnesses. Fuck, it was a mess, man. Prof though, Prof, he had the crowd too. When he went out in the big fucking water raft and mm-hmm. like crowd surfed in that, I'd never seen anything like that before. That was really dope. I respect, um, I, I respect him for doing that and for like, not doing that, but for acknowledging, like, yo, there's gonna be a lot of talent on the stage today. I need to do something that's going to set me apart. And we're talking this, about it right now. Make this memorable. Right. You know what I mean? And make this, you know, give these people their money worth. People work hard right. for this. They've been standing in this fucking sun to see me for a long time. Like, let's Absolutely. get, let's do this. Word. That's, that's what I respect. You know, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it. I enjoyed everybody, though. You know what I mean? I enjoy the culture, uh-huh. checking it out, people yeah. watching. Right. You know, I don't know how those kids stand in that fucking crowd like that, you know, for hours and shit. Literally all day literally like shit man eight nine hours if you're standing in the front like we talked about you can't move you can't go get a drink you can't go to the bathroom you're stuck the whole day it's crazy it was a nice day though not too hot not not too too cold it was cool i had long pants on and i didn't regret it not once yeah so i was cool with that did you hear anything about asap rocky's performance because we left during future's performance yeah um, I don't know how he did. I saw photos and just like a, a few people's comments. And, you know, if you like him, he did a great job. If you don't like him, it was dog shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Word. So just whatever, you know. But I'm sure he did a, a good job. I, I messed with some like the ASAP, like non top dudes. You know what I mean? 12 is really dope. Yep. There's some dudes like where you can get in their shit on title and find some really cool records and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, man. Good, good day, though, man. That was a cool move to the state fairgrounds. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's very way well, better there. It's a very well run production. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did end up like feeling yesterday was like when I was at the Metrodome. Like I I've been to everyone except last year because I was um unable to go for, because of an injury. Yeah. I've been going since '08. Other than that, and the first year was at the Metrodome, and then it moved to the parking lot at Canterbury Park. Then it moved to the festival field at Canterbury Park. And it and it felt it felt like like our like our thing and like it was like way less people involved and like it was more of ours kind of you know I don't know you know and I don't quite even know how to communicate this feeling that I felt all day yesterday 
But like going there, having at the state fair where there's that's like Minnesota's thing, yeah. you know, and just how big it's fucking become now, and how many people come. And I look around, and there's so many people there that aren't like stereotypical hip hop looking fans, you right. know. Yo, I mean, I saw like several people, like girls, like with like cowboy hats and cowboy boots on. Like what? They, they look like they were going to that Zach Brown show the other yeah. day. Yeah, but they were out there like singing Future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like wow. it's cool. It's cool to see. And it is cool, and I, I'm with it as long you know if it's positive. I'm I'm with it for the culture, and you know, and yeah, and stuff. And I want Rhyme Sayers to get their money and and stuff. I'm ha- I'm happy for that. Yeah. But it just feel it just feels like uh, it's like when your favorite here to go. It's like when your favorite underground rapper blow, blows up. It's like I feel you. On that. You know what I mean? Like I've been with this since '08. I've seen this grow. I was there when there were ten thousand people. That's it in the Metrodome parking lot. Yeah. And like, um. And like first sound set, atmosphere headline. Do you know who the second one was? The the second headliner was like who? the second highest headliner. Uh. Uh-uh. Dilated peoples. Word. Then it went brother Ali. Then little brother. Okay. Right. So now who were the top four last? The top four last names. Rocky, Future, Future. The Roots. The Roots and and. Who went on before the Roots? Uh, Com- no, 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 no. Com- atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere. Went yeah, over cause they were on that stage and we yeah. went over atmosphere, that. Atmosphere, the I roots, think that's, future, I think that's right. ASAP. Yep. Right. And so, you know what I mean? So look at that. Look at that. Right. Atmosphere yeah. was on the top of those four. Now they're you know in the fourth headlining position, whatever. So right. I just think you know what I mean to see it grow and, and stuff like that. It's just yeah. been interesting, and it feels less like it feels like everybody knows about it now, and now it's like a just more of a culture event, not so much an underground hip hop show like it was before. Right. And that's cool. I'm, it just changes, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And it's such a production. It's so well run. Yeah. And it's so massive now. Yeah. It's just like, wow, this is not the little underground hip hop thing that it used to be. And I can't imagine the dudes that used to go to sound sets at First Avenue, like the real original sound sets. I didn't even know about it. That's where the name comes from. Is they used to do it was like a Wednesday night just to show at First Avenue, and they called them sound sets. And it would be like, 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 um, Headshots and okay. and slug and idea and just you know all their all their dudes, you know um, big shock, I self divine and shit like that. Word. That's what that's what that name comes from. Okay, okay. They used to have sound sets and now oh. it's sound set festival. Got you, got you. So people that used to go to that are probably like you know what I mean see it on the like the, the I think it was on the like the front page of the variety section this morning. The, there was a huge picture of Prof in the in the raft and, and that was kind of like the recap. Yeah, 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 man. Well, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it was it was a dope event, man. And like like you said, I mean, it just continues to get bigger and bigger. I, I don't know how they're gonna top this one next year, but I'm sure they will. You I was know what I, mean? I was trying to think today about like who who haven't they got? Who hasn't been there in a few years? They could that they could they could bring back. Right. Um, a few years ago, they had Action Bronson and Chance the Rapper on very early in the day. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they came back with came back. especially Chance yeah. with a with a bigger role. I mean, did you hear like uh when Common was doing like he was freestyling and mm-hmm. he was like shouting out like different different uh artists mm-hmm. and when he said Chance the rapper, like the crowd like erupted. Mm-hmm. Like I think he got the biggest applause out of everybody he named. Yep. So yep. Yeah, yeah, that'd be dope to have Chance back. I w- I never thought that they would get Common or the Roots. Zeke and I talked about that years ago. And you know, Common is I believe he's like he's like an Oscar award winner. Yeah, you know, he's, I he, think so. You know, and and some of the kids that were there, they probably know Common more as an actor, and they know Roots more from Jimmy Fallon, right? Than they do, you know, right? Yeah, anything else, and so for sure, it's all good.
Nah, it's all good. So yeah, so Sunset was dope. Um, what else we got here? Okay, somebody said Cavs or Raptors. I'd be saying that's that's an old question. So I'm gonna say the Cavs on that one. Um, but we were talking about basketball earlier. Yeah. So obviously the Cavs are in for the East, and then tonight's Game Seven actually going on right now. Yeah. So by the time you guys hear this, it'll be all over with. But uh, we'll be in the finals when people are probably listening. To this. Yeah, the finals yeah, yeah. will be set. They'll be in. Right, it. right. I'm saying Golden State's gonna take it. Wow. Over OKC. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? It's not that I'm not. It's not that I'm not a fan. It's not that I'm not paying attention. But it's just it's too close to call. It could ju- genuinely go either way. Like yeah, it could and it could. Oh, but you said, oh, you said you said Golden State or OKC. It's gonna no. It's I gonna said be, I said Golden State's gonna take it over OKC tonight. Is Game Seven. Like oh, I got you. Right I thought you now. meant in the finals. No, 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 no. Okay, so people are gonna out of, already coming know out of the West. If you're yeah, right or wrong, I got exactly. You. So coming out of the West, I I'm saying you. Golden State's gonna beat OKC. I think so too on that one. Right over the Cavs. I don't know. On that I'm one. still going with Golden State. I say Golden State in six. The, but the way that they've played up and down, though, it's tough. They played do- some dog shit games with Steph Curry, and like when he went out with the injury, they looked better at a few games without him true. than they did when he came back. That's true. You know, I just think they're too strong, man. Like they are. That's what. And it's it's a hard call. Both of those teams are super strong. Cavs looked really good last year. They had that one injury from your man, and everyone said they would have won it if he would have been a hundred. Yeah. So it's too co- it's too close to call. I'm 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 curious to see though. You know, I'm a big basketball fan, yeah. and so um, it's gonna be good, man. I mean, either way, even if OKC does be going set, I I still think the Cavs and OKC would be a good matchup. I think the Cavs would beat them. that. Would be interesting, yeah. but it would be it would be good to see. I like to see LeBron versus uh, Durant. You know, that would be that'd be mm-hmm. a nice matchup. Mm-hmm. You think you think LeBron stays after this year with the whole like Twitter shit and stuff? I'd like to see him stay. I'd I like think to see him finish it out in Cleveland. Honestly, he left once, came back. He might as well stay. They're gonna fucking hate him if he leaves yeah. the second time. Like it's a wrap. He can't even <laughs> they, move back there. They hated after him, he but retired. then they kind of understood. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they understood, but like you know. But again, I think that all four of the major sports are. Um, Rigged, do you? Yeah, I I don't think that it's I don't think that it's completely rigged, but I think that they have a hierarchy of upper level officials in all four sports that work with the referees and the umpires, and they want things to go a certain way. Um, I think that they would prefer to have LeBron in a major market, especially with Kobe leaving LA. Yeah, I think that if you, I'm not even like saying like conspiracy theories and stuff. Right. I just think that they would prefer to have certain things go down a certain way. Say that, say the series is three, three, one or three, nothing, right? Every fucking call is going to the squad that has one win because <laughs> they want to keep this. They want to keep, keep going, the series going. Advertising dollars. That's a lot of ad money. Right. That's, a, that's a lot of, it's much more fun. It's, it's bad for the, it's bad for the league when they have golden state doing what was it? 72 wins this year out of 82. They had 10 losses. I think they won 73. Okay, so you you know right yeah, 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 right I got you. okay seventy three no. you have you have the Cavs yeah. doing really well like that yeah and then you have squads like the Timberwolves and the lottery teams that are winning fifteen twenty five games and shit like that that's bad for the league they want everybody to be competing in a in a in a ideal you know what I mean that's better for the league than to have such such opposite levels of competition going but on it, but it's always been that way though I mean there's always going to be dominant teams you mm-hmm. know what I mean like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean but, it has to be that and, way. And don't don't ever don't ever forget about that referee. 
I don't remember his name, but you can YouTube him. The, one, the NBA, the NBA ref that was calling. You remember this from a few years oh, ago? Shit. I don't remember this. He was okay, a dark haired dude. I'll pull his I'll pull his name up. I'm not gonna do it during the podcast because we're like flowing here. You know. What I mean? Yeah. You might as well. Fuck it. Pull it up, man. Type, type in on type in on on, on Google, um, uh, dirty NBA referee or or cheating NBA referee. I'll know his name when you say it. But then you can go on YouTube and they have compilations of him, you know, making bad calls. And he was Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. Yes. Yes. Or, yeah, da- yeah, Donahue. Donahue. Yep. Okay. And so he he was a addict gambler, and he was down large money to people that you don't want to be large money down to. Yeah. And so then they said, all right, well, you need to fix these games for us to get this money. You know, we'll take this money off your tab, but yeah. you need to make this happen. And so there's there's calls. I remember specifically Sacramento Kings game where he's calling fouls and technicals and shit, and it's not happening. And you watch the games now, and you're like, you're watching stuff, and you're like, what the? What is this motherfucker doing now? <laughs> and you don't ever forget that that dude was rigging games. Like, yeah. don't ever think it's not possible. So he's done though, right? He's oh, out. all yeah, the way. Yeah. Word. Yeah, okay. all the way done. Word. But but it, just, it like it goes to show you that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be going on now in any sport. You know, I don't I don't fuck with Roger Goodell. I don't fuck with Bud Selig. Yeah. Fuck those dudes. Word. You know what I mean? Yo. Roger Goodell wants to make the NFL a worldwide sport. He wants to put a team in London. Can you imagine the Vikings like having to go o- fly all the way to fucking London, right, play man. a game, and then come like with the disadvantage that that would have for the away team and stuff? Right. It's like you greedy motherfucker. Think about what you're doing here. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here, man. I don't know if that'll happen though. You think it'll happen? He, if he has his way, it will. He wants to. It, like, don't you notice how they've been doing like a game or two or three in Over London? There. Yeah. Between NFL teams to get it going and see right. how it tests and and stuff. If he if he could, hell yeah, he wants to do it. Wow. Hell yeah. I don't. Th- I, do I think it'll happen? I don't know. But does he want it to? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Let me get. Let me get. I'm gonna get one more question here. If you're still listening, thank you. I appreciate it. Word, yeah, nah, nah. This is good, man. Um, what's the best way to ask a girl to prom? <laughs> uh, ask her. I don't, you know, I don't know. I when I went to prom, I just asked her. Like I didn't do any extracurricular stuff. I see these kids on YouTube do or whatever. You know what I mean? Like doing the most. Doing yeah, doing way all too the above. Much. All of the above, man. Like shit. If she likes you, she's gonna go. I don't think you need to do like. A bunch of extra stuff, man. I mean, what about you, Kush? What do you think? I would say don't sweat it because you're you're young enough that it's probably not going to work out to be a lifelong thing. Right. So try to go go with a friend. Don't don't try to make it into this <clears throat> excuse me this loving romantic lifelong soulmate thing. Don't don't sweat it like that. You right. know what I mean, enjoy yourself. If you go with a friend and you enjoy their company in a in a larger group of friends, that'd be a good way to do it. Um I don't mind sharing my prom story. I asked a girl that I, I was friends with. Is it senior year? Did yep. Okay. I only went senior year. Yeah, me too. She was a sophomore. She was banging though. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't super let, I wouldn't let my daughter go. But go ahead. Super hot, right? Yeah. But but she was my friend. I knew her parents. She knew mine. Word. And I'm I'm a good dude. You know what I mean? I'm not word, word, mess word. around with no, anything, no, no. anything sleazy like that. So I put some. I I got her. Her friend got me to get her um, locker combination. So I 
went in like class at, towards the end of the day, opened yeah. her locker, put a nice, some nice flowers in there with a little note that said, will you go to prom with me? Word. And I wasn't even trying to be romantic. I was just trying to do something nice and just make it special. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wanted her to say yes. Yeah, yeah. And I really wasn't like trying to bang, knock out this chick or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, so... I pick so I we she goes okay my dress is red so I get the red tie you know what I mean we're matching <laughs> we go and we take we take the pictures do the yeah, whole thing yeah we get there we walk in the front door she goes see ya and I don't see her until it's time to leave damn <laughs> word yeah wow and so I don't mind sharing that story like I don't, I'm not I don't it doesn't bother me nah you know whatever I mean? it's yeah. not a cool it's, story nah it's funny but, though it's funny Looking right back, yeah it's yeah. funny like. And so, um, yeah. So that so point of that is is to your listener that's asking that don't sweat it, man. Have fun. Take a friend. Don't if you if you have a girlfriend, cool. But don't try to make it into a, a soulmate night of your life, right? Type of thing. Just right. It, it's yeah. So it's because you know, two, three, four, five years after this prom, you'll probably never even talk to this girl. Like nah. she won't even be in your life. It seems it seems like life or death right now, right? But yeah, but. But Just not. try to enjoy it, and, and and if you if you can't make it happen, it's all good, man. Well, wow. that's good advice, man. Good advice. Where we at for time, Chris? One forty-five. Ooh, you might have beat the Parker episode. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> all right, that one's gonna do a lot more listens, though. <laughs> that's the that's the prequel. That's the prequel to my episode. There it is. Like, there it is. That's it. So, and this is all as as much as that is the prequel. This is the follow up episode to that one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I. I wouldn't be here without Pete, and I'd like to think that maybe I have some slight um, contribution to, to nah, Pete's career. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. Well, shit, man, it was a pleasure having you. You know what Thanks, I mean? Tom. Definitely have to bring you back. We, I know there's a bunch of more stories that we didn't even get to cover. Man. You know what I mean? Time flies, but uh, it's all good. Yo, let's let's turn on that game real quick, see what the score is. Right. Let's tell them what the score is. So I just said Golden State's going to take this one. Game seven over OKC. See what this game's looking like. Man, my allergies are fucking me. There it is. Force it's so, a commercial. Right. So picking it, picking it back up. So, so yeah, so it's on commercial. We're gonna let it, let it come back. Tell them see what it is. Um, do you mind if I plug a little bit? Go ahead, man. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Kush Picasso. K U S H P I C A S S O. Um. If you see me out, I'm Peter Parker's right-hand man, pretty much. Uh, lucky enough to be the only one that works on his show. On uh, Go Radio, 3 to 7 p.m., 95.3 on your radio. Or listen on GoMN.com. Get the Go Radio app. Fuck with us, man. We're doing good things over here. A lot of cool things coming up. A lot of projects in the works. Um, if you need graphic design work, I do a lot of flyers, promo items, CD covers. I work for very fair prices i know what other dudes are charging out there i know what i put into it um i could give you positive references uh, you know let's work hit me up my email is kush mpls at gmail there's a lot of ways to get in touch with me if you want to i'm out here man let's work you know let's put it in let's and i co-sign that 100 percent, hands down ill graphic artist i'll let the kid man thank you tone i appreciate that no doubt, that means man. a lot coming from you dog for sure man you know i wouldn't say it if i didn't mean it i know that's the truth man. i only say what i mean and i mean what i say man Words to live by. There you go. We're waiting for this game to come out back here. All right, what do we got here? What is that, 59-56? Yes. 
in the third. Yes. Actually, fifty nine fifty eight because OKC just. This is right here, man. I don't think I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go home. I'm gonna. I gotta watch the. Nah, we chill. Yeah, definitely chill, man. We're gonna sign off this podcast though. Um, yo, man, peace to everybody that's uh been an avid listener. I appreciate you guys and uh. Bring these things more uh, often, man. I'll be more consistent coming up here. I got some nice joints lined up in the works. We'll definitely have to bring my guy Kush back on. So, appreciate. All right, bro. We're out, man. Peace.